Money FM 89.3, best of the breakfast huddle. The bigger picture, only on Money FM 89.3. Money FM 89.3. Good morning. It's the Breakfast Huddle with Elliot Danker and Ryan Huang. It is time now for the bigger picture. We're doing a few things this morning uh, from digesting and spotting the particular words that Jay Powell has said. And you're also going to put uh, a bit of a spotlight on China. Mm, so let's lay it out on the table. We've got Fetcher Jerome Powell giving his most explicit acknowledgement to date that steep interest rate hikes could tip the US economy into recession. And he's saying one is possible and is calling a soft landing very challenging. On the other hand, a bit of a, I guess, brighter spot of good news is coming through from Chinese President Xi Jinping's meeting where they have approved promoting the healthy development of the payment and fintech sectors. So a sign that the broad crackdown that we've seen on tech companies play out in the past year or so may be easing. So some good news there, perhaps. Let's check in with Kelvin Wong. He is the analyst for CMC Markets. Morning, Kelvin. Hi, good morning to all. Hey, Calvin, let's get our thoughts first on what Jerome Powell has been saying. So he's in Capitol Hill giving his routine testimony to Congress. Last night was round one. Tonight will be round two. What's the yep. takeaway so far from his comments? How do they align with your expectations of a recession? From what I would actually say over here is that his comments uh, yesterday, in terms of the tonality and his uh, rhetoric, is almost the same as what he did at the Guardian, uh, given during the press conference in last week, post-FOMC meeting. So I do not see a change in terms of the way Powell wants to actually conduct this uh, his ongoing uh, interest rate hike cycle. So right now, the thing over here is that market has already been uh, started pricing uh, for high certainty in July that there will be another 75 basis point hike. But what's interesting over here is that uh, towards the end of yesterday's, uh, we call it a testimony towards the, the Congress uh, personnel, he actually spoke to the, uh, he gave a kind of a comment to the reporters stating that actually it's, that there's no certainty that there'll be a 75 basis point high. Mm. It could be 50 basis point. So there's actually a kind of a doorway that's been left open to be more data dependent. But what's uh, interesting right now is that what if suddenly if inflation uh, starts to actually uh, tone down, when we talk about U.S. inflation, starts to tone down in the coming months ahead, uh, they talk about somewhere in the, in the month of June or July, that, that could actually uh, be actually a relief for a risk asset because uh, the Fed itself right now has really kind of front-looked hawkish uh, rhetoric to invest the price into the market at this point in time. And what's interesting over here on the, uh, to the last point is that, in fact, uh, given the last few uh, we call it weeks of hawkish rhetoric uh, given by the Fed, uh, be, uh, pre-FOMC and, uh, as well as during the FOMC last week, future forward-looking inflation expectation, in fact, has started to tone down since its peak in, not say, since its high, I would say, in March this year. So uh, looking at, as an example, this five-year forward-looking uh, inflation expectation as taken by the break-even inflation rates. So we're talking about the five-year has starts to inch uh, slightly lower from a much high of about 3.5%. And yesterday, pricing was actually quoting at 2.74%. So that's actually a kind of a good sign that we are saying that uh, the Fed uh, is actually massaging this, this, this inflationary we call it battle between what market is expecting and what market is seeing here. Mm, and talking about looking forward, how does it all play out for stock markets for the second half of the year when you have all these front-loaded rate hikes? Mm, yep. So what I could see over here is that for, for sure, we're talking about in order traditionally, because in order to see a major bottom in the stock market, uh, we've got to have a recession number to come, come first. Okay, that means there must be an official recession. And also there must be also signs 
that the Fed starts to pivot away from a mm. interest rate hike cycle to go for a more dovish tilt to say that, hey, now we are ready to actually reduce interest rate given that economy has started to weaken. So we are not come to, into that particular uh, state of affairs yet. Mm. So for sure, I mean, there's still a high chance that uh, the prices of the major stock indices could go down much lower than what we see so far. But nevertheless, right, we're talking about uh, markets don't go, they don't move in vertical fashion. That means uh, on, on and off, there will be what I call, uh, we call it a potential bounces here and there. So if you could look at the current situation right now, it seems to be that market has started to price in this elevated level of uh, hawkish, uh, uh, call it rhetoric from the Fed. So given that inflation expectation has started to tone out a bit, and also definitely it comes in line with the recent uh, pullback in oil prices as well, which Pretty significant uh, if you look at the percentage that was being seen, the down percentage that's been seen in the last since last Friday. So that could actually come to a narrative uh, that has yet to be priced into the market, uh, stating that hey, the Fed may have really jumped the gun ahead. So uh, if, instead, we talk about in the next maybe in July or September, they may not be so hawkish as it seems. So this gives a bit of what you call a, a narrative of relief and denial. Uh, but so we could actually see a kind of a one to three months of corrective bounce to actually retrace a bit of, a bit of these uh, losses that we've been seeing since the start of this mm. year. And Kelvin, yeah. turning attention to China to wrap things up, mm. we yeah. are seeing some signs perhaps of the crackdown easing. Is this going to be tailwinds for Chinese stocks, especially what you are looking out for, the EV space? Uh, that's something you're keeping an eye on. Yes. So what's interesting over from China is a bit of policy divergence between the US because what you could see over here is that China is not concerned, right? to actually contain this on, uh, economic slowdown or even some they say it's been contracted since the start of the, uh, since the second quarter of this year. So what we could see is that the about EV over here is that what's interesting over here is uh, the policymakers that starts to actually extend these ongoing uh, subsidies for EV-related companies, uh, for the car makers itself, as well as the makers of the EV batteries, to just extend it to about, I believe that it's more than uh, to another year, to actually improve the, 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 the uh, business activity of the EV sector in China. And also, uh, on top of that, they're also giving uh, subsidies to actually uh, consumers that actually wanted to buy this uh, EV-related product. So what's surprising over here is that if you look at the price of this uh, uh, China, okay, it's, like it's called Global X China Electric ETF. So it's actually a basket of EV-related stocks with the likes of BYD inside. So it's listed on the Hong Kong Stock Exchange with the bigger code of 2845. So since the start of uh, end of April this year, he has rallied uh, close to about 60%. So yeah, around about uh, from district prices, it's close to 60%. So this is is a clear, what you call it, uh, call it a trend change reversal mm-hmm. from its major downtrend that was actually down from November high. That was about fifty percent. Okay, so if you very clearly, you start to see a major trend change. So at least in the medium term, you could see a further potential, uh, we call it uh, upward movement on this trend. But given that it's very steep move in the last two months, uh, in the last uh, two months or so, several momentum indicator reading has indicated signs of an overstretched upward movement. That means talk about overbought condition. So uh, potentially right, right now, uh, we could see a bit of consolidation and pullback uh, around below the 172 intermediate resistance level, uh, uh, potentially back towards the 50-day moving average, which is now sloping upwards, uh, now adding a support at 13190, uh, before potentially uh, shipping this uh, ongoing uh, medium-term uptrend that is in place since 27th of April, uh, 27th of April low mm. this year. Okay, the Chinese EV space want to watch with support from policymakers. We've been chatting with Calvin Wong. He is the analyst for CMC Markets. Calvin, thanks for your time today. My pleasure. 
Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A W E D I O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.